Hey, uh, what's happening, Wes? Uh, not much, Brian. What's happening with you, brother? Just uh, enjoying a, a lovely West Day afternoon. West Day afternoon. I like that. Okay, we can start the show now that Nikos is gone. He says three minutes late. SMH disliking <laughs> by. <laughs> now that now that we got rid of Nikos, we can start the show. This is great. Well, I mean, psh, dude, that, he's gone. I feel like I feel like we should yeah, just get right into it. You want to start? Let's do it. All right, yeah, let's go. Bye, Nikos. This is PSPR Gamescast Live. We film live every single Monday, West Day, and Two Eyes Friday right here on PSVR Right Up Pro. We do it live, 6 p.m. Eastern on YouTube for your viewing pleasure. If you don't like watching things live or you like timestamps in it, don't worry. That shit happens later. And, of course, we do this on podcast services of your choice, including Spotify as well. So don't forget that. My name is Brian Paul from this channel right here, PSVR Right Up Pro. And this gentleman over here, uh, people were saying I was getting this wrong. To your right, so I guess it's... Also, my right. Okay, so my right, you're right. It's Wes Dillon from Virtual Strangers. What's happening, Wes? What's up, Brian? You know, I never, I never knew because um, I always try to look over my shoulder when you say that, but I never know which way to look. So I always just kind of look both ways. I guess it would probably help if I watch the show back every now and then, but I don't do that. <sighs> Come on, now that's silliness. You have, we have better things to do in our lives than look at ourselves on YouTube. That's silly. There's <laughs> other people to look at on YouTube, Wes. That's true. That's true. That's true. Although I, I will admit that I do watch myself on YouTube probably a little bit more than I should. I have thoughts. I'm, yeah. I'm so vain. I probably think this show is about me. I think this. I think the show is all about you. To be fair, um, oh, man, it's not, it doesn't feel like the, a housekeeping kind of day. It doesn't feel like the kind of day where I'm like, subscribe to the channel, like the video, join our Discord. But you know what? do all those things <laughs> and also Wes, do, do do this housekeeping for me man uh if you guys don't know west dylan is the uh host over there at virtual strangers uh where they talk about all sorts of vr stuff not just psvr2 uh, although i'm assuming that the focus lately has been very psvr2 uh heavy um what's uh what, what's what's going on over there this week Wes? yeah yeah we're absolutely still in the honeymoon phase uh, i don't think that we've covered a non PSVR two game since PSVR two launched. And uh, we're going to follow suit with that tonight as uh, we're going to have an eye tracking double header. Uh, of course, we're going to be real time review for switchback. So we're going to talk about it as I play it later on the night. And uh, we're also going to give our thoughts on what's it called before your eyes. The, uh, the, the experience that came out, Mm -hmm. uh, I think last week. Yeah, yeah we're going to do that one as well. Nice. So with Before Your Eyes, is that a real-time review, or have you already played it and you're going to talk about it? No, I'm going to play it immediately following uh, tonight's uh, games cast, and uh, we're going to talk about it. So you're going to cry show. on camera is what you're saying? No, it's not a real-time review. Well, I'm, I'm going to get my emotions in check before we go live. All right, that's I'm fair. I'm going to try to anyway. That's fair. 
Uh, so yeah, don't forget to subscribe to Wes over at Virtual Strangers. The link for that is in the description as well between Wes over there at Virtual Strangers, AJ at PSVR Underground, and of course our good friend Miles over there in the UK at youtube.com slash miles. All those links are in the description below. Subscribe the Without Parole family of channels. This this sounds horrible. It makes it sound like, no, it's not it's not what it is. Um, but, but I do have very good friends who also have very good channels themselves. Make sure you subscribe to all of them. We should have you covered with all the PSVR 2 news you need. Boy, even though I'm getting these reviews out, just like, man, it feels like they're coming out very slowly. But then I look and I go, oh, my God, this is a steadier stream of reviews than, like, I've ever done in my life. Um, pumping these things out, like, every few days is crazy to me. Uh, and so somebody in the chat said, Brian looks tired. Now you know why. <laughs> St <laughs> staring at uh, monitors for uh, whether they be right in front of my eyes or about... 18 inches away for uh, for about 18 hours a day. Uh, it definitely does something to you. Uh, not sure. Brando with a $5 tip says, I stopped having expectations, including waking up in the morning a long time ago, but some things are still just a crying shame. I, I, know, I don't want to read too deep into this tip, Wes, but I stopped having expectations, including waking up in the morning. So every time you go to bed, not sure, Brando, you're just like, this might be it. <laughs> it's well, I mean, uh, hence the name, not sure, right? Sure. Am I going to wake up tomorrow? Not sure. Who knows? Who knows? In my 20s, I definitely had nights like that where my heart was beating out of my chest as I closed my eyes. And I was like, this might be it. I should write a letter to mom and dad. <laughs> but here we are somehow 23 years later. Everything's still ticking. Somehow. Somehow. Uh. Man, I, I feel like I feel like there's so much to talk about today, man. There's so much to talk about today that we should probably just kind of get into it. Uh, it this, the whole show is going to be about Switchback. Uh, so let's kick it off with a viewer takeover question. Guys, don't forget, you can leave your viewer takeover questions over on our Discord. Uh, there's a viewer takeover channel there. That's generally where I scan before a show and see if anybody's got any good topics for us to talk about. Uh, and T. Chatton, who apparently, whose name I'm pronouncing correctly, um, says, hashtag viewer takeover. Now that Switchback is out, do you think Supermassive missed an opportunity selling a deluxe bundle with a remaster of Rush of Blood? I think many will be double dipping into Saints and Sinners Chapter 1 and 2 when that hits next week. Uh, Wes, I don't know about you, but when I, I there, was a, there was a little part of me that was hoping that there was going to be like a secret message about until dawn rush of blood or that when i beat switch of blood, switch uh switch back it was going to be like you've just unlocked all of until dawn rush of blood like i thought it was going to be like and i'm like 10 out of 10 thank you like you did it super massive this is what we wanted um but and and that that didn't happen and so now i'm now i'm back to the question of well where the hell is rush of blood <laughs> like we need this shit right i, I agree I agree wholeheartedly and to to answer the uh the, the viewer checker of a question. Yes, definitely a missed opportunity here. Um, I, I feel like, you know, we don't say a lot of good things about uh, Moss book one and two uh, with regard to how they decided to launch on the PSVR two. Mm. But one of the positive things we can say about them is that those two games work together as a package deal. Great. You know, um, one of the biggest criticisms of those games uh, was that they were too short. There's not very much content there for the money. Bundling the, them together now, uh, remastered with new features for uh, a competitive price, 
was absolutely the right move. I, I think that similar things can be said about uh, the Walking Dead Saints and Sinners. And uh, I think that uh, there's definitely a missed opportunity here. Again, um, Russia Blood switched back two titles that, you know, start to finish really aren't all that long. Uh, I feel like bundled together as a package deal, you get one really good $50 game for that. You know what I mean? Wes, I need you to talk for 20 more seconds. <laughs> um, okay. Well, I can definitely talk for 20 more seconds. I do not know. Tell me how much you miss Russia Blood. How scary, well, I mean, how scary almost, was that game, dude? It was very scary. Uh, well, I mean, <laughs> I don't know if it was so much scary as fun. It takes something really to scare me. But the, the formula for, for VR is magic, right? Yeah. Roller coasters in VR, check. Horror games in VR, check. Mm-hmm. Shooter games in VR, check. Put it all together, and it's magic. Yeah, I agree. Thank you for that, by the way. I, I completely forgot to uh, to export some uh, s- some switchback footage for the show. And so I was like, oh, That's I can it. just do that while we're in the middle of streaming Gamescast. That's not a problem at all. Um <laughs> Yeah, it's 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 funny. Uh, one of the comments I actually got on my switchback review was somebody saying, uh, "No shit, it's not scary. It's a it's a it's a uh, it's a rail shooter on a roller coaster." And I was like, "The only other rail shooter on a roller coaster that I'm like really familiar with is Until Dawn: Rush of Blood," um, and that was super scary. Um, you know, that, that that's a game that maintained its position on the top 25 list for pretty much all six years uh, that we were covering PSVR on the channel. Uh, and, and that wasn't just me being like, oh, I love horror games. That was everybody. Everybody was in agreement all the time on that. That was me, AJ and Dave and uh, you and Aceville were on the channel uh, on one of these at a certain point. I'm assuming that was on your list. I forgot. It's been a long time. Yeah. I fought for that to, to get it even higher than it would have landed. So, yes. Yeah. So definitely a classic and uh, and so this is this is a game we've been waiting for for a very long time. Switchback, I think a lot of people went into it with very lofty expectations, uh, and I don't think that was unwarranted either. This is this is a game that had quite the little hype machine behind it leading up to launch, with all these promotional videos of people losing their shit. One of the scariest games ever, as it was being touted. Uh, and then on top of that, um, on on top of that, they were charging forty dollars, which is double the price of Russia Blood, which always implies something. That implies that there's a lot more here, right? You're charging double, and yes, things have changed in the last six years uh, economically, but that's still you still expect more uh, for your dollar. So it's probably time to get back into it, Wes. Uh, you and I have been playing Switchback since yesterday. Yesterday, yep, that's right. What were your initial thoughts? Initial thoughts? Um, initially... I was a little underwhelmed by it, um, to be honest. Uh, And I don't know how much of that has to do with the game and how much of it has to do with the hype level and expectation behind it. I feel like a very similar thing has happened with Switchback to what happened with PSVR 2, uh, to be quite honest. I feel like everyone came in expecting the PSVR 2 headset to be absolutely perfect and have no flaws. And then when it turned out that there were a couple of flaws... Uh, I, I think that a lot of the focus went to that and probably a little more so than sh- it should have. And I feel like without having watched, uh, you know, a bunch of switchback reviews, mm-hmm. 
I have heard that some of them have come off a little bit negative, and I feel like this is a pretty good game, man. It's a really good game, and while there are flaws here, definitely there are flaws here, um, I, I'm really enjoying my time with it so far. And and to be fair, you haven't even watched my review, so what you're responding to right now uh, isn't even what I've said. Right, That's right. I, don't, I have no idea what you're going to say about it. Uh, I, I, I got to imagine that you've noticed the same uh, flaws in it that I have, and, and I'm sure we're going to get into that here momentarily. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I think it's hard to ignore the very first thing that you see when you start up the game. Uh, we start up the game. Uh, it is you see, you see a title screen before anything else. In the in even the logo of Switchback is like out of focus, and it, and it just brought back all of these memories of of like especially late PSVR one games like Star Tenders that were like, "There's no reason for this. Like, what is happening right now? Like, this is there's absolutely no reason for this. This was and this was a game that was delayed out of uh, launch week." into the very end of the launch window. Uh, so, you know, here we are, you know, all these weeks later, uh, we expected it was given this extra time for a little bit of extra polish, um, but yet it's kind of, it's kind of on the blurry side. And, and as I said, I said in my review, you put the guns right up to your face and you're like, and they're really clear and you can see all the detail and you can see like the, the, the gun metal. And it's like, Oh wow. It's like brushed metal. And it's like, this is this detail here, but it's hiding behind a weird resolution problem. Yeah, this is uh, something that I've noticed in other titles. Uh, maybe not as pronounced as it is in this one. Um, everything looks kind of soft, right? I think that's the best way to describe it. Everything looks kind of soft. It's not super crisp, uh, with the exception of things that are in your immediate vicinity. So like when there's a jump scare sequence or when you have an enemy that makes it all the way up to your cart, super crisp and detailed. But things that are beyond, say, maybe five feet away from you uh, have the softness to it. Does it look bad? No. D does it look um, as blurry as, as like Russia Blood on, on PSVR 1? No. There's a, there's a little more detail in Christmas to it than that. But it's not, it's not what it, it should be, right? Yeah. Um, I would have expected something uh, that maybe made use of the uh, eye tracking for uh, dynamic foveated rendering to give us a little bit more sharpness in distant objects. Yeah. And um, yeah, that's the first thing that you notice. You're right. And probably my biggest uh, complaint about the game. One of my biggest complaints about the game too. Uh, it, the whole thing, just before we get off of this, I, th I think that it's important to say, yeah, that like it's, it, it felt very similar to Russia Blood to me. And, and there's comments in the chat right now, people saying, do you think that this could have been a PSVR 1 game that just got tabled or something and now just got kind of brought over uh, seemingly later on uh, and, and wasn't given like a whole lot of love in the port process? And I, and I think that I – I don't know how possible that is. Like I, I really don't know – you know, I don't know much about the Dark Pictures anthology. I don't know how much this encapsulates of that story or anything like that. So I'm not going to start guessing. But it does feel like it has something. There's, it does feel like there's something there. Otherwise, it's like, what's happening here? Because this isn't like the most graphically intensive game I've ever seen. And Supermassive is a fairly talented studio. So you, you, you do, your brain does start wondering what happened. Like, why is this the case? Um, and, espe and especially since, you know, a lot of PSVR 1 games that we've gotten, I've been shocked by Right, it's like after the fall it looked fine on PSVR one. The the upgrade to PSVR two is great. Same with Pistol Whip. Same with Res. Same with Thumper. I mean, same with all of these games. Uh, and so you know, so if that was the case for this, it's like, well, then, 
well, then why wasn't it given the same love, right? Just delayed a couple more months, man, and figure this shit out. Right. Yeah. Well, the good news is, is it does seem to be a problem that can be fixed, right? This is something that they could patch up and, and, and bring some more uh, fidelity uh, to, to the equation. And again, for me, this is the, the biggest uh, flaw with the game, and it's not a game breaker. Um, and before we get off on, on just a completely negative role here, <laughs> yeah. I do want to say that I'm very much enjoying this game. Uh, if I had to review it in one sentence... Uh, I would review it like this. It's more Russia blood because that's what it is. It's more Russia blood. And uh, at the end of the day, Russia blood's one of my favorite titles. And I love the fact that I now have more of it. Yeah. And I think that's what we said leading up to lunch too, or like if it's just more Russia blood, like that's, that's fantastic. Um, and so, you know, so why, while this game could look better, right. And while I do have a certain number of other complaints about it, I am 100% with you, man. Like, like, Rail shooters have always been one of my favorite genres. Um, and this does a lot of things great for a rail shooter. Uh, plus, it, and one of my favorite things about rail shooters is when there's like replayability. And then this gives you so much more replayability, I think, personally, than like even Rush of Blood did. Uh, I agree. So uh, let's, 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 let's keep going with this, man. Like, I, I do agree. I'm like, I don't, I don't want to go off on like this super negative tangent because that's sort of what today's ended up being right uh if you saw my review you did i know you didn't see my review but if you're out there and you're watching this and you saw my review um a little kerfuffle going on with that we can talk about it uh on discord or we already talked about it on the review itself um but the ultimate rating i gave it was a was a seven out of ten and i th and i really do think that uh a good chunk of that uh the reason it got such a high score was because this is just enjoyable and if you played rush of blood on uh on psvr1 then like being on a roller coaster and shooting guns in a horror setting like you're already step of ab step above a lot of other games just by putting yourself in that position i, I don't want to yeah. step on your toes too much here man because i feel like i've been talking a lot <laughs> so what give me give me some more impressions man what, what was what, what was next well i mean uh, obviously the the thing that most people were raving about uh, from the early reviews um, absolutely uh, turned out to be a big part. I and mean, one of the biggest pluses of the game that sets it apart from Russia blood. And that is the haptics and the controller. The controller haptics are outstanding in this game. The adaptive triggers are awesome. Uh, now the game um, feels like it always looked before, right? Like, mm. Uh, it's another layer of immersion. This is, again, something that we've pretty much said about every game that we've played on PSVR 2, is that this added layer of uh, tactile feedback is probably the biggest changer for this generation of VR, and it absolutely holds the form here, and it does add quite a bit to the uh, to the experience. See, and I and I, I do agree, and I think that that was something that I, I kept trying to remind myself because on Russia Blood, when we had the move controllers, there was no haptics at all when it came to, uh, or no adaptive triggers at least. There was definitely like a little bit of haptic feedback, but pulling the trigger on the move controller, it was just like you were just pulling this loose trigger, and like no no response whatsoever. Um, and so that was that was just something we got very used to my problem <laughs> was that i played tales from the galaxy's edge for 10 hours before i played this game i went directly from tales into switchback 
And I think Tales from the Galaxy's Edge, from what I've played so far of all of the launch titles, Tales has one of the best uh, implementations of adaptive triggers and haptics in the in the sense controllers that I've seen so far. And so I actually thought that Switchback could have gone further. There were moments, I thought, though, that way you're going down the track and you can feel like this very, very subtleness uh, of the track or something happening where it's more than just boom, 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 gunfire that you're feeling in the sense controllers. What I would have liked was to feel that in the headset occasionally. Yes. Right? There are so many moments, yeah. Wes, when you, I mean, you never have control over the speed of your cart, but there are so many moments that when you're just going up one of those steep climbs, you know, and, and you hear the or when your cart slows down and you hear that same kind of, you know, like you can almost hear the, 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 the wheels on your cart slowing to a crawl and to get any sense of that in the headset itself, I think would have added a ton of creepiness. And I just feel like I just kept thinking here and there, like this is a missed opportunity. Oh, that was a missed opportunity. Why didn't they do that? I think I only felt the headset rumble once through the entire game. Yeah. It's like, they don't even use it. Um, I keep hearing people say that they, that they felt something in this situation or that I haven't felt it at all. And it's a shame because this is one of the things that we speculated about, right? Like we're going to feel the track. We're going to be able to feel like we're on a roller coaster thanks to the advanced haptics in the controllers and in the headset. And it just wasn't there in, in regards uh, to the headset. Um, to explain what the difference is like, like it feels like, like maybe like, I don't know if you, if you ride roller coasters in real life, but, uh, a wooden coaster has a very different feel than a a steel coaster. It feels like we were maybe expecting this to feel like a wooden coaster, but instead they gave us the steel rails, right? Which is typically smooth and doesn't vibrate as much. Uh, And again, I think it's a, a missed opportunity here, but with that said, again, another thing that if they care, they can fix, they can fix that. Yeah. And that's the big question. I mean, I'm actually not, terribly familiar with what switchback has been doing since like bravo team right ever since they stopped doing psvr1 stuff i i, I kind of tuned out they started doing the dark picture stuff and they're like four games deep into that with four more to go and so i've just sort of been like oh you know i've, and I've heard rumblings but i've also heard not so great rumblings and hopefully somebody in the chat can let me know if this is accurate or not but it sounds like that there's problems with their flat screen games too that haven't been addressed uh and so that's i don't know where to stand on this wes i don't know if i should be sitting here going well this is fixable right they can up the resolution they can make this a little bit clearer uh they can take care of this haptic or that haptic or make this more immersive or add another level or do whatever the fuck you know whatever we complain about i don't know how much they're willing to how much more they're willing to invest in this because i don't from what i've heard and again please correct me if i'm wrong that they they're not the kind of team that's like well the community wants this we absolutely need to get that in the game. I don't know if you. Yeah, heard I, I don't know where. To, no, I haven't heard anything. But what, what I can say is that those are very valid points. And when it comes to you know, while we point out that these are fixable, I do so in hopes that maybe it would convince someone if they see this to fix it. Um, but again, we really we have to uh, we have to review this as if the game is what it is and it's never going to get an update. Right. And, um, like I said earlier, like these are problems that I noticed. 
these are not game breaking problems. I'm still having a blast in it, and there's a lot to like about this game. Yeah, and I agree. I think I think that uh, all of the things that are great about this game will constantly get overshadowed by the things that are not great, uh, and so maybe it's time to focus on some of the stuff that's great. Uh, and I'm and I'm going to start off, man, because I think some of the uh, environments in here, I think some of the places you travel through. Yes. This is what I was hoping for. Like, as somebody who wasn't familiar with Dark Pictures, I was like, I don't know what we're going to see here. And one of the first levels is like this big kind of not so abandoned, but definitely abandoned feeling shipyard. And I mean, there's some big set pieces and there's a lot going on. And I just, I, I love the vibe of it, right? Uh, I, I, I ding this game a little bit for not being scary enough, uh, you know, especially because uh, Russia Blood's at the bar so high. But that doesn't mean that I don't love the horror atmosphere, right? Um, House of the Dead isn't a scary game. Vampire Night wasn't a scary game. Like even the Resident Evil shooters, uh, Umbrella Chronicles and Dark Side Chronicles, those were, these were all games that were set in horror universes, but not actually scary. And I think that Switchback follows suit. And so if you're taking all my favorite things and you're shoving them into a VR game, I, I, I just loved, you know, again, that, that shipyard level, there's graveyards, there's hotels and houses. I mean, it's it's the stuff that the I church. like. Church? The church level. I love it. <laughs> if, you, if you ever see any footage of me going through the church level, there's all these people in the church doing this. And, I, and and the game takes the guns out of your hands randomly. And I looked down. I didn't have any guns in my hands. So I just fucking prayed right along with him. And I was like, oh, we summoned some shit together, Wes. We sure did. Oh, some shit is, uh, is an accurate descriptor, man. That thing. You know, you, you could say it's not scary. And, you know, to some extent, there isn't a lot that scares me. Um, but, the, but some of the... Uh, the big bads in the game that I've experienced so far mm-hmm. have been pretty, uh, pretty frightening. And they, they did sneak in a few effective jump scares uh, that got me. And th- that's a difficult thing to do. Typically I see jump scares coming from a mile away and most of them in this game, same thing. I, I saw them coming, but there was a couple of times that I wasn't expecting it, that it, uh, that it made me jump a little bit. So um, while it's not as scary as maybe rush of blood, it does have its moments. Yeah. Yeah, I, that's hard to that's hard to argue with. Um, I there are a couple scenes that stand out specifically where I'm just like, what are they doing here? What are they doing here? Uh, and just and it has you kind of like looking back and forth, back and forth, being like, well, there's shit happening over here, but it's making me think that I should be looking over here. And like they keep you on your toes. Uh, there are there are some really cleverly designed rooms in this, so I'm right there with you, man. Absolutely. Yeah. And for you know, I haven't finished the game uh, by design. Like, uh, I, I got, I guess, pretty close to halfway through it, and I, I didn't want to just finish it for the sake of getting it done before we talked about it. So um, I started over and, and put the difficulty level up and, and replayed some of these levels going the other way with the, the junction points so that I could see the rest of the track. And um, for me, so far, the levels have gotten cooler uh, one right after another. So, like, the first level... Again, I was a little bit underwhelmed uh, at first, but as I started to progress through some of the other levels, it just gets better and better and better and better. Yeah. And um, hopefully that holds suit throughout the uh, the rest of the game. I think there are ebbs and flows, personally. I think that there are some really great moments in this game, uh, but I also think that there's some really low moments as well. Um, and I just, I just feel like inconsistent might be the best word I'd have for it because, again, 
great, great moments. And then some like longer periods where you're just like, man, I hope this starts heating up soon because I'm like, hmm. You know, and I, and I think, and I think part of the problem is like that, that you could tell that Supermassive was trying to mix up the formula, and they were saying, "Well, man, let's 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 give them more to do." And in a light gun shooter, I got to say, I don't think you really need to give the player too much more to do. You just got to keep them engaged and like you know, and, and on their toes, and kind of just like looking around constantly, looking for the next target, trying to figure out what to do. And I think to a certain degree, they do that really well, right? Because they have those. Um, those pentagrams, those yellow pentagrams everywhere. And so you want to mm-hmm. shoot as much stuff as possible to get the highest score possible. And anytime I see like a glimmer of yellow anywhere, even in the corner of my eye, I'm just like, I just start shooting yeah. in that direction, even if I'm not, yeah. because I want to beat everybody on the high score, right? Because especially Same. until, you know, until tonight, everybody on the high scores uh, list is somebody that I know. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm the same way. And, and, you know, that was kind of one of the things that made me uh, actually like the, uh, the few puzzle sections that I came into because I mean, sure. They're, they're not difficult. Um, a lot of, some of them are timing based. Um, but if you're trying to keep your, your, uh, your score multiplier higher, so that you can compete on the leaderboards, then you got to get through those puzzle parts pretty quickly. So it makes it a thing uh, the, the first time through that you, you have to kind of process it quickly. And then on subsequent playthroughs, you're just kind of trying to uh, uh, make it through there seamlessly as quickly as possible. So I, I kind of dig those parts so far. I don't know um, how they're going to age, you know, as I, continue to play through this i'm sure what will end up being dozens if not hundreds of times um, <laughs> right. but uh so far I, i'm uh I, I think the puzzle parts are pretty cool yeah i they were for me they just kind of slowed everything down and, and i think they slowed everything down because they're not self-explanatory also happy birthday kevin russ uh that's your shout out how you doing happy birthday um i i think everything everything kind of slowed down for me especially because the game puzzles are i think way more fun when they're self-explanatory when when you're like hmm i've got this and this and that seems over there to work with that you know and it's just sort of all your brain kind of clicks and puts it all together there are moments i mean pretty much every puzzle i experienced in this game the the game just stopped and it was like tutorial time all over again and it was like use the blacklight to figure out what to do and i was like okay it's like why (laughs) <laughs> why well, maybe maybe uh maybe this was unnecessary like it's almost like they introduced things and then never used them again right it's like if it was one of those things where they introduced some of these puzzle sequences in the tutorial like the actual tutorial on the very first level of the game and said hey this is shit that's just going to appear randomly here and there and, and they were like and you're going to need to remember this and this is how to play the game great but i very frequently thought they're explaining how to do this puzzle to me and then I'm never going to experience this type of puzzle again for the rest of the game. And so it felt very forced uh, to me. And so I, I think I think on subsequent playthroughs, I think you're right. I think like, well, I know how to do this. And so I'm going to do this really, really fast to the point where it's like I don't even have to think about it. And I, in that way, I'll keep my multiplier up and I'll be able to get a high score and blah, 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 the whole thing. Um, but, but definitely the first time you go through it or even, maybe even the second time. I've been through this game one and a half times. And so far I'm like, yeah, I, I could the, the puzzles. I could take them or leave them. Like they they don't add yeah. anything to the experience for me, but they also like they don't really detract. They're just there. Right? Yeah, it's a it's another layer that that you have to consider when you're running these levels. Um, 
One thing I did notice that has been missing so far uh, compared versus, uh, you know, Russia Blood. Uh, one of the things I really liked about Russia Blood are the collectibles, the special collectibles that you look for, the, the targets. It's just stuff you shoot, but it's more well hidden and it's kind of uh, integrated into the trophies and, and stuff. I didn't notice any of that here. Uh, did I miss it? I don't think so. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It seems like a missed opportunity. Yeah. Another one. Um, sorry. I, I don't want to get, I, I, w- I was, I was kind of distracted Wes, and I don't think I heard everything you said. So let me read this tip and then let's start over because I don't, I feel like I just kind of ignored you. Uh, professor Lilith with the $5 tip. Uh, the, so the Sunday multiplayer survey is now posted in discord vote for or against after the fall Demio or cave digger Two. Dude, we had the best Sunday multiplayer meetup like ever uh, on Sunday. So many cats playing Gran Turismo. Uh, we had voice channel nice. set up and everything. Like it was just crazy, dude. Uh, and I'm so so happy for everyone who got to get a chance to get in there and play with some of the other cats. Seems like such a good time. So if you're not a member of our Discord, join the Discord, especially if you want some PSVR two friends and uh, and come play multiplayer games with uh, Professor Lilith and the crew every single every single Sunday. Uh, and then you get to vote on which game. After the fall, Demio or Cave Digger to us, which one would you vote for? Yeah, I don't know, man. You know, my my initial um, my initial reaction to that is maybe after the fall or Demio because uh, those are both a lot of fun with friends. But at the same time, I'm curious how Cave Digger Two turned out, man. Like, mm. uh, I expect it to be better uh, this on this hardware, uh, and I haven't tried it out yet, so I don't know. Uh, if I had to pick, you know, which of those. You know, it just depends, man. Like Demio is probably the, the the best game on the list, but um, it's not going to be a game that's for everybody. I, I feel like After the Fall is probably uh, a bit more um, crowd friendly. I think more people will probably enjoy that one. Uh, I don't know. I don't think you can go wrong with that list. No, I don't think you can either. But I'm I'm 100 the same boat as you. Uh, Cave Digger is a one of those PSVR one ports or updates that I I've been meaning to check out. I really want to know because it had some problems on PSVR one. It was definitely buggy and uh, had, I had multiplayer issues like crazy. Uh, and so jumping in on PSVR two, from what I've heard, everything just works. Uh, so I'm curious. That game was kind of fun, even with its problems. Yeah. So, uh, but I would, I would definitely pick Demio. Any excuse to play more Demio is a good one. You better have, uh, you better have, uh, three hours ready to go. Nothing's more heartbreaking, Wes, than spending hours in one of those games or even saving the game and then jumping back in, uh, like a week later, right? And then failing. You're like, oh, like I've been meaning to get back to this save for so long and we fucking ruined it. (laughs) Like, yeah, you know, in in theory, the 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 mid game save feature is a good idea because it allows people to come back and, and they don't have to abandon their games. But in practice, uh, most people never come back to those games. And if you do, I mean, there's a certain uh, element to Demio where in the early level you're kind of just getting your head on right to play the game and starting to think strategically the way that you have to play to be successful at Demio. So kind of coming in cold into a later level, mm-hmm. like the third board even, um, I could see where that's going to end in disaster probably more times than not. Yeah, I agree. Um, <laughs> can we get, can we backtrack a few seconds to the thing you said before I ignored you to, to catch up on tips? Sure. I, I was basically saying that one of my favorite things about Russia Blood were 
the collectibles. And it's just more stuff to shoot, yeah. but it's stuff that you have to look for. And, uh, you know, if you're chasing trophies and such, uh, you know, it was one of the cooler things uh, on subsequent playthroughs. One of the things that added a lot of replayability, and I didn't, I haven't noticed that in this game yet. And I was wondering if I just missed it or if they just went away from that altogether. Yeah, I think uh, from what I've seen, I mean, obviously I totally could have missed it too, but it seems like they just went away from that altogether. But with replayability, they sort of went really hard on replayability. Uh, And and I don't mean that just in terms of obviously the the different paths, but there are different paths. Uh, You can, you've got the option to use the railroad switcher whenever there's a branch in the path, you just shoot it to decide if you're going left or right. Uh, And that's a solid, what, minute or two of different track um, before it rejoins the main track. Yeah. And there's like uh, five or six of those per, per level too. So, I mean, there's, there's a lot of uh, variance to the uh, path you take. For sure. And so like you definitely have to go through each one. And like, I mean, and I consciously had to be like, I'm going left, going left, I'm going left, I'm going left. So next time I play, I'm going to go right. I'm going to go right. I'm going to go right. Just so I don't miss anything. Um, But there's so much more because when you finish a level, there are, there's just like a list of things that you did during that level. They're like, oh, you shot the fortune teller's crystal ball, or you didn't shoot the fortune teller's crystal ball, or there's this, or there's that, and there's this, and there's that. It's like almost feels like a telltale game where it's telling you all the things that the game was paying attention to uh, that's going to influence the outcome of the game. The problem is, I because it's a rail shooter, I didn't care about the outcome of the game, Wes. <laughs> like, I was like, every time I played, I will do different things. I will try to do different things in order to, like, just kind of tick all, tick all the boxes and, and get any missing trophies. But I kind of don't care, like, you know, story-wise, what happens to the passengers of this train. <laughs> it just doesn't matter to me. You know, some of them were cooler than others. Um, some of them, you, you're right, you just don't care about. But then there are other things where it's a little bit more involved and you have a you know, scenario-based gameplay that you affect directly, uh, whether or not you save someone or don't save someone, or you just abandon them altogether. I thought it was pretty cool. Uh, again, a way to kind of keep it fresh on subsequent playthroughs and just do things differently to see if it actually makes any kind of a real difference to your experience. Uh, someone in the chat says the only collectibles are gargoyles. And I did see that trophy that says shoot this number of Ooh. gargoyles uh, heads. Gargoyles. Yeah. I did see that trophy, but like, I don't know how many I've gotten. I don't know if I've just been getting them and not even realizing. Cause I try to shoot everything. Right. And so it's yeah, like, psh, gargoyle. Oh, but you know what? I did. There are statues and they're much bigger than like the normal, like little oh, skulls yeah. and stuff that you shoot. And they have like a big, yellow pentagram on them right and the, yeah and they make uh they, they make this crazy sound too and that's something we haven't talked about is just how awesome the sound design is, is in this game the soundtrack is awesome the sound design is awesome it's one of the highlights of the game for me i want to hear you talk more about this because i actually thought that it was like everything i didn't make a big deal about it in my review uh it, on the pluses and minus i just said you know it's it's a, totally what's expected i uh, expected sound effects expected music um and I, and I do think that partially uh it's one of these things that des always used to talk about that when things are done well it's like mostly like you don't notice right it like heightens attention because the music is there um but also when it's not done well it's noticeably absent and i think i focused more on when it wasn't done well than when it was uh, so that might have been more on me. I should have paid more attention to when it was done well. Um, 
So it's just good, good horror music overall, like good. Yeah. 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 I mean, it kind of has this um, horror movie feel to it more than like, uh, like Rush of Blood did. Um, Certainly different than what I expected, you know, coming off the trailer, I expected it to just kind of be high octane radio rock. Right. And that was not the case here. This sounds like, uh, like a Halloween movie or something to that effect. A lot of chimes and, you know, I, th- I thought it was done pretty well. Uh, the sound uh, effects and directional audio were also very good. Um, mm-hmm. I have switched off of the, uh, the, the earbuds now and I put my VR ears onto the, uh, the, the PSVR too. So I have speakers hovering in front of my ears now and they're very loud. And, um, yeah, I, I really did, uh, or have so far, uh, appreciated, uh, the sound design here. I thought it was all very good. Nice. Can I get a mini review on the uh, the VR ears? Are you are you liking them? Yeah. Here's the thing, man. Like, if you read reviews on it, you're going to read a lot of negativity and and people saying that these sound like trash. And a lot of people I know will argue with me and say, "Hey, I had those. They're garbage. They sounded horrible. Hmm. Mine sound really good." And over the last, well, I mean, since PSVR two launch, I've talked a few people into ordering them because. Um, they're having a fire sale over there at, at Rebuff Reality. They are a, a failing company, and they're selling things at half off oh. uh, many of their products. So you can get these VR ears for $50 or less a lot of the time, and um, that's a great price for them. And for what it's worth, everyone that I've talked into ordering them have said that they sound great. So nice. yeah, take it for what it's worth. Um, mine are good. Maybe not every pair that went out were good, but... Uh, it seems like maybe there was a problem uh, at launch for Kickstarter backers, and they just didn't want to fix the ones that were broken. But now, you know, everyone that's bought one recently uh, says that they're good. Nice. That's really good to hear because uh, the, the these brought back to mind the the Bionic Mantis headphones that I used for PSVR those one, and I had a horrible experience with those. Right, the sound design, the, the the everything about them was terrible in my book, and then they broke, and I was like, "Well, fucking good riddance." Um, and the customer service was terrible. They were like, well, it's been yeah. three and a half months and we only guarantee them for three. So, uh, you're SOL. I'm like, all right, well then I'm never going to talk to you guys again. Um, yeah. those suck. They sound bad. They <laughs> hurt your ears. They have no low end. I don't like them at all. Well, well, see, this is the review I needed. I needed somebody to go. Yeah. Those suck at these. And you're <laughs> cool. I'll de- I think I might check them out. Um, here, before we before we continue on with this conversation, we do have a couple tips. I don't want to get let these get far away. Uh, Mark Pringlesley for the two quid says, "How are the don't blink sections?" I mean, I, I think they're I think they're overrated. Um, they're ve- yeah, they're cool, I, man. I, Eye tracking is cool. Blink detection is cool. The fact that this shit actually moves that fast, right in the blink of an eye, quite literally, is cool. But it wasn't like. It wasn't really gimmick. doing anything for me. It was totally a gimmick. It was totally a gimmick. And yeah. I wanted more of that. Like, I wanted them to take that gimmick, right, that they kind of showed to us in the previews and run with it, right, and, may, and like, just do all sorts of crazy shit with it, right? Like, there's a, there's a room that says don't blink. But I wanted sections of the, like, for you to end up in entire sections and hallways where you're going really slow, and they don't tell you not to blink, and then you realize that shit's only changing when you are blinking. Like... It's very, very isolated to one room that says "Don't blink on the door," and I'm like, "Man, you created this cool mechanic and, no and you do anything with it." 
there should be consequences to blinking. Like it should make things notably worse for you when you blink. And instead they tell you don't blink. But if you manage not to blink, then you just have to sit there until you decide that you want to blink, which is what happened to me. It said don't blink. So I was like, all right, I won't blink. And then I just sat there. Yeah, for like a minute. And it's like, I, I, yeah, it's like, I guess I have to blink now. And uh, then you have to blink like 10 times before you can actually kill the thing. So, yeah. like, um, a missed opportunity for sure. The, the, they, the way they used it was kind of gimmicky, uh, but they definitely, there, there was potential there to do something cool with it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it's not, it's certainly not a challenge to get through the room without blinking. Because if it was, right. I think Wes and I would have gotten through it without seeing anything on our first try. The only reason I even ended up blinking was because I was like, man, if they let me go anytime soon, like I'm going to miss this whole experience. So that's when I was like, yeah. I, so I waited like a minute before I blinked and then I blinked and something moves. And I was like, blink, 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 blink. And then it gives like, you know, then it started moving and then I get to shoot some stuff. And, uh, it was cool. It was cool for, I mean, the first time it was cool. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it could have been cooler. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for sure. Um, Paul Cunningham, the $2 tip says, so <laughs> this is a good question, actually. He said, so who's currently on top of the leaderboard considering that, um, it's basically just the VR reviewers and stuff that have played it so far. Uh, Wes, you've played it much later than I have, but I will say that when I was playing through Shughead and Shughead and I were the only two people to have finished the game, um, by when I when I played the, through the last two levels, and so I immediately DM'd him and I was like, "Hey, congrats on finishing the game! It looks like you and I are the only ones that have beaten it so far." Um, and then, uh, but but I but I haven't gotten, but I haven't really seen like many leaderboards like today or later today. So, uh, did you see any? Uh, who do you know who was topping the the charts today? Well, um, it depends on if you're talking about friends list or world in the world. Um, we're kind of mid tier, uh, as in us, the people that, that Oh, cause it's that, like, uh, it's like out in New Zealand and Australia and stuff already. So like, as of today, uh, there are probably yeah. a whole lot more names on there. Typically I land somewhere between, th uh, 25 and 50 in the world on these levels. Okay. Um, in, th in terms of our friends list, uh, it's you and me, bud. Some, sometimes you're one and I'm two. Sometimes uh, I'm one and you're two. And the, in the ones that I've played so far, again, I have not finished the game. Hell yeah. Screw you, AJ. I mean, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think he, AJ was at the top of, uh, at the top of one of them. Now that I think about it. Yeah. AJ's, AJ's really good at games. So like, I'm, I'm sure that by the time this show is over, he will have right. number one on like right. every single one. He's like, you guys wasted your time with Gamescast. I was out there getting number one on all the leaderboards. <laughs> Whose time was spent yeah. more productively? Um, oh, all your history says it's out in the UK now too, which again makes sense. Um, makes sense, yeah, yeah. Uh, where are we at with this, man? Um, get me caught up. We talked about let's see. We talked about graphics and sound. We talked about haptics. Yeah. Uh, we talked about environments and level design. We talked about the puzzles. Mm -hmm. Um. Replayability. Yeah, what about what about the bosses? What what did you think about the boss fights in it? I was kind of concerned at first that they might just go away from that altogether. Uh, happy that that they didn't. Uh, the bosses were um, were pretty cool. I mean, the ones that I've fought so far, like the first one. Again, I wasn't a big fan of the first level. I wasn't a big fan of the first boss. Okay. Like, but after after you get through that, 
Like I felt the levels got progressively cooler and so did the enemies and the bosses. I think when you get a little bit further, and this is me just really assuming what you like or don't like, um, but because this is such an arcade shooter and our, like a light gun shooter, and I have certain expectations, right? Especially like expectations that Rush of Blood created for me in VR in this genre from supermassive games. I think that if, if you don't look at that game as an example of what to expect, then, well, then you're probably crazy. <laughs> like that's, they're the ones who created the template for what these games should be. Uh, I, I was definitely hoping, Wes, for something big, massive. I know that uh, Rush of Blood had these huge moments that like scale really became a thing where like, you know, the walls get torn down next to you and big things came down and you were shooting at the weak spots and there were big moments in that game. Big. And a lot of them had to do with boss fights. And I don't feel like I got that from Switchback. Switchback's bosses were usually very, hey, here's the character on screen and you're shooting at just a bigger bullet sponge. And it's a character that isn't being repeated over and over and over throughout the course of the game. This is just a this is just a stronger person sized enemy, <laughs> which which is disappointing because right. uh, I, I wanted something epic and arcade like. Right, and they, and they did flirt with those kind of uh, uses of scale a couple of times, not with the bosses specifically, but there were times where like the roof would get torn off and a gigantic thing would peer in at you. Yeah. And those those were all very striking when they happened. Uh, I, I like the bosses though pretty pretty well, ex- with the exception of uh, of the first one, of course. But um, I, I like the level of detail. They were all pretty grotesque. Again, the the sound uh, phenomenal. Uh, but you're right. I mean, there's there's no kind of big secret to how to beat them. You just point and shoot and shoot and shoot and shoot until they fall. Right? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um. I've seen this a couple times in the comments uh, or in the chat, and I definitely saw it in the comments somewhere. Um, there are reports of excruciatingly long load times that I am kind of baffled by because there there are load screens in this game. I don't know if it's just been yeah. spoiled by PlayStation 5 games that like just load really, really fast uh, because generally games don't have like long loading screens anymore. But like... There are loading screens in this game, and if you die, you see a loading screen, and before each level, you see a loading screen. But like, but for any, I, I'm surprised is what I should say that anyone's like taking issue with them. It doesn't. There are very, very, very long stretches between loading screens. You never see one during a level, and for me, like that's that's all I cared about. And I didn't think that the loading screens were even long enough to even make a mention of them in my review. Uh, did you have any issue with them? Uh, no, I, I do recall thinking to myself once or twice, like, it's kind of weird that there's a loading screen here because we know PS5 so fast. Like, I, I would expect little to no loading, but mm-hmm. there were some 10-second load screens, you know, 15 maybe. And they give I mean, you a little thing anything. to shoot on the screen, like the, a little thing that flips around, yeah. and you can shoot it faster and faster and faster. And I guess I'm just, yeah. I'm easily amused like that. Where it's like that's enough for me to like get distracted for a few seconds. Yeah, w- w- what we would have given for that little thing to shoot at in uh, Firewall right, <laughs> while you're waiting on a match. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even Iron Man imp- implemented uh, things to shoot oh, at God. in their load screens because their loading screens were like two minutes long. This is nothing yeah. compared to that. Like, this is literally nothing. And this is, I mean, even compared to a normal load screen, this is. I don't think this is anything to to really yeah. complain about. I feel like. Yeah, it's pretty. 
pretty typical what, what what you have here. Yeah, agreed. Um, Void Lust with a two dollar tip says thoughts on Switchback for someone who hasn't played Rush of Blood. Pers- I mean personally, no, it's good. No, you first. You first. Now this is an interesting question to me because I th- I think that you know if you're if you're saying okay, which should I play first, Rush of Blood or Switchback? I think uh, I, I'm not going to be equipped to answer that question for some time. Uh, I, I got to see how this ages um, because, you know, right now I'm having a blast at this and I can point to quite a few ways that this I'm enjoying this more than, than Russia blood. But at the same time, I've played Russia blood a hundred fucking times at this point. I, I might just be in the honeymoon phase of having new levels to play through. Uh, so I, I think that it's going to take a year before I can accurately <laughs> answer, you know, wh- which game's better. Um, but uh, I mean, for someone who hasn't played Russia Blood, I mean, I would say that these two titles are one of a kind or two of a kind, I guess I should say. Mm-hmm. Um, you're not going to find anything like this on any VR platform. And again, it's a formula that just works. Roller coasters, horror shooters they all work well in vr you put it all together and you have something special and that applies to either one of those titles yeah man i think i think you're i think you're making some really good points here um as far as somebody who hasn't played rush of blood then you you're not set up for the certain expectations that like that like wes or i might have had going in uh and and then constantly saying well this is six years later and i think this is much more me than wes i think wes is being much more positive about this game than i am Make no mistake, I had a good time with this game. A seven out of ten is never a bad thing, um, and so. But I just, I just kind of expected more, um, and I was hoping for more, and I was hoping that it'd be more polished. I was hoping that the environments would be sharper, and I was hoping. If you've never played Rush of Blood before, and you just love rail shooters, this is a great game. The price I do take a little bit of issue with. I feel like it's forty dollars. It's like well. What what are we really paying for here, right? If it was super crazy polished the whole way through and everything was like, oh my god, like amazing! Look at the fucking like high resolution detail and like, oh my god, the headset is rumbling just at the right points and doing all the things that you would expect. It. I'd be like, yeah, the fucking yeah. absolutely pay the forty dollars. Um, but but you know what? Like, it's really it's really like what you like, and I like rail shooters, and I like rail shooters that are set in horror environments. Uh, yes. and so I enjoy this game despite all the flaws. Okay. Fry, <laughs> Dan, God damn it. Dan, Dan in the chat was, was asking me earlier to ask you about the headphones and asking about what, what the bass is like. Does it have good bass? Yeah. It's way better than those piece of shit mantis headphones. Like there, there's some low end here. It's, it's probably not going to live up to a big, you know, over the ear thing. Uh, but there's something to be said for these not touching your ears at all. They're, they're very, I don't know if, if any of you have used the, the HP reverb G2 headset, but they're very comparable to that. Like that. They sound very similar to that. Or at least my pair does. I am sad to hear the, the, this person, uh, with the super chat saying that they bought one today because I know they're not on sale right now. They probably paid 80 bucks for them. Um, well, for what it's worth, they launched, they launched, they <laughs> Yeah. So he didn't wait they for your response. A, he didn't wait for your response to to hear how the sound quality is. He just he just uh, tipped five dollars to say that he bought the stupid headphones and here's your commission. 
They're good. Uh, you know, they're a bit of a pain to set up initially, but after you get them on, they're on. And, uh, and that's, it's, it's not something you're going to switch between headsets a lot. You're going to want to get it on your headset and leave it alone. They sound pretty good. And, uh, they launched for $120, um, which I felt like was overpriced for them. Um, I, uh, I kickstarted them. So I think I paid like 70, like 70, $75 for them. And I was happy with them at that, but you can get them now for $50 often. So I would suggest people wait and catch them on sale and get them at, at that price. But I don't think you'll be super disappointed if you did pay the 80 bucks for them. This is definitely turning into a different uh, different games cast than I expected. This, this is uh, all about headphones. Um, are they? Is it is it comparable to like? So one of the th- one of the things I loved about Quest Two was that you just throw that headset on and you don't need to do anything, right? It's like yeah. the sound. Let, let me hold on. Let me grab them. I'll show you what it looks like. Like I said, turning into a much different show than I expected. Uh, Double M Gaming with a $2 tip says, I only see load screens playing PS4 games on PS5. Well, now you've got load screens on a PS5 game. And I do, and I do think this has something to do with it. I feel like if Supermassive had had like, I don't know, they should have just said, you know what, this game's delayed till holiday 2023, right? Take some take some extra time, polish this thing up, and like make sure that none of these complaints that we have or are complaints that anybody would have at launch, uh, including... Uh, the load screens like you know like take the time to optimize it do whatever you got to do i have no idea how how this is implemented um also steven oka hope i pronounced that right with the 20 quid no comment thank you very much though oh wait he did comment a little bit further down here uh, so let me make sure i read his tip uh he says been a silent viewer since mid last year but gotta say from the presenters to the whole community y'all are the best and have me and got me through some difficult times. Without parole, convinced me to get a PSVR two on day one. Definitely, no regrets. I, I think those no regrets will continue for a while, man. Uh, I'm not gonna say anything else, but I'm super excited to have a PSVR two right now. Yeah, it's it's making my life much better. <laughs> like I'm I'm really I'm enjoying gaming again. Same. Unlike I have for uh, for years at this point. Thank you, Stephen Oka. I'm putting you on big screen, uh, Wes. Putting you full screen. Let's see these headphones. All right. So they just clip on, as you can see there. They just clip on. Yet they come with different inserts for different headsets. Uh, but if you use the P- original PSVR two clips, they clip right on. And you set the you can set the uh, the angle before you put them on with a uh, an Allen wrench. But after they're on, they're on. And you can move them up and down if, if uh, your head's shaped a little differently. Uh, but I keep them all the way up like that. The only uh, the only thing that's going to make these different than a, a typical set of headphones is that they are um, there's an amp built into this, so you do have to charge it. Like you have to plug it in and charge it. Uh, but the batteries last uh, a good long time. I, I don't charge it every time. I'll, I'll go through two or three play sessions. And then I'll charge them up. So, uh, dinner, like it. dinner and pajama. The PSVR two GameCat is saying, Wes, how do they balance? Do they push the back down or the front? No, the, I mean they're they're pretty. Um, they do make it heavier, but uh, they're pretty balanced. They're right kind of in the middle of the headband, so it doesn't like make it angle one way or the other. So, um, no, no, they, they make it a little heavier to wear. Uh, and sometimes I can feel like the, the, the clip touch my ear a little bit, 
but typically that's an indicator that I don't have the headset on straight. So I just turn it a little bit and, uh, and then I don't feel it anymore. So, uh, Rudy, the GameCat uh, Army General, GameCat Army General, I need to say that properly, says the VR ears are on sale. 50 bucks right now if you get them direct from Ooh. Rebuff. Yeah. I, I think they should give me a commission. I've sold probably five pairs of these things this week. I think you just sold five um, more. I think you just sold one to me. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, there not sponsored by VR ears, but God, maybe we should. <laughs> Maybe we should be. Um, yeah. yeah. They'll probably, they'll probably send you a pair if you call them and ask them to. And, unless I'm right about what I think, and I think that they might be on their way out of business. Um, but, you know, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. I, I do think it's the, the best solution that I've tried uh, for uh, headsets like PlayStation VR, like even Quest uh, or, or Rift uh, S that, that don't have good built-in audio. Uh, this gives you something on par with uh, a G2 or a Valve Index. Uh, again, that don't touch your ears. So it sounds like the sound is literally in the room with you, um, which is good unless you've got people, you know, in the room <laughs> watching Netflix or something, which it can be a problem then. Interesting. I, I don't. I'm not familiar with the G2 uh, or anything that you listed because I don't PC game very much. Uh, how are they compared to like just the, the quests internal speakers? They destroy it. Like it's way better than that. Like the, those, that's not very good. Like I, I would call, I would describe quest Two audio as just good enough, yeah. just barely good enough that I don't have to grab headphones. Um, this, this is way better than that. Yeah. The insane convenience of not having headphones or anything on the quest Two is, is what I was, what I always dug about that. Uh, I was always happy with the convenience factor. Um, well, that, this gives you that kind of, com yeah, this gives you that kind of convenience, but it actually sounds good. Good. And it's time to wrap up our thoughts on switchback. What are your, uh, what, what, are you, what are your final thoughts, man? Uh, I'm, I'm really enjoying it so far. Again, if I had to put it all in one, one sentence, it's, it's more Russia blood and I love Russia blood. And I'm having a great time. Now, will my thoughts on it change by the time I get to the end of the game? Maybe. Uh, I would, um, if anyone's really curious about that, I would suggest that they tune in later tonight as we play new levels for the first time together, live. Ooh, that sounds like a great reason to tune in, if I do say so myself. Um, yeah, I mean, I, you know, I want to reiterate here. I, very, very frequently, uh, things can come across the wrong way in reviews. Right. Some, sometimes you spend so long talking about all the things that like, oh, that didn't that you were surprised about. I was like, oh, I was surprised that the resolution was low. Oh, I was surprised, excuse me, that it wasn't scarier, um, that like it's easy for like the good stuff to sort of get lost. And so there was definitely some confusion uh, with my review. Uh, some people were right about what they what they were hearing and some people didn't quite grasp it. Um, and so and, and I think, you know, that can very easily come down to you know, my, re my writing or my presentation or whatever it has to do with the reviews. I definitely take responsibility for that sometimes when the, when, when the game, when what I'm describing doesn't match with the review score or anything else. Um, but I have, but I have fun with this, right? I just, I love rail shooters. I love horror games and, uh, and then like shooting in VR is great. And the sense controllers were definitely up to the task. I had a good time with this. Uh, like I, I don't, everybody who's out there saying I canceled my pre-order because after I saw your review or I saw this review or I saw this review, like, I don't, 
the the fact that you're willing to pay forty bucks for more Rush of Blood before you saw my review, I feel like shouldn't change your purchasing decision. I feel like if you were right, willing to pay forty bucks for Rush of Blood Part Two with different characters and different scenarios, then this is what you're getting essentially. And so, uh, but that is, but that's one hundred percent like on you like whatever you decide to do with your money uh but i'm here to say like that like there were there were disappointments um especially for a game that we're so excited for you know here's the game that like we literally waited six years to get more we didn't get any dlc for russia blood we didn't get a sequel for russia blood and then boom this gets announced out of nowhere uh what i'd love wes is if this is a game that keeps getting supported um if, yes if our 40 dollars went towards uh visual updates went towards releasing more levels for the game as DLC, as more uh, episodes of the Dark Pictures anthology get released, things that coincide with those games. Um, I, I, would, I would really like to see that. Uh, and, of course, I'd also like to see Until Dawn Rush of Blood come to PSVR too. Yes, please. Yeah. But uh, I need, so I have a question. Ask away. I have a question and a statement. Okay. Uh, first of all, my, my question is, so you've played through it now mm-hmm. uh, a time and then half, half of another time. Do you see yourself continuing to go back to chase leaderboards and just, I guess, blow off steam from time to time? Yes, I do. I do. Yes. Um, because, because I just enjoy the atmosphere and I enjoy like, just sometimes you don't want to think sometimes you just want to like kill shit. Um, and I, you know, I'm I'm definitely the kind of guy that when I like a game, I like to go back and see the high scores and see like like what am I chasing after? Like what is that number that somebody on the top of the leaderboard has? Um, and and also how the fuck did they get there? Right? Like are there secrets? Are there things that I didn't know about? Like these are things that I want to know. And because if there's all these little things like decisions that you can make throughout the game, and of course the alternate paths, I want to see everything. Um, and so I am. I am absolutely going to be going back when I have time. God, I, I've been saying the same thing <laughs> constantly, Wes, uh, about so many games, <laughs> right? Like call, yeah. even Call of the Mountain. I was like, oh, I want to go back and find all of the uh, all of the targets, the uh, the hunters' targets, whatever they were called, um, because I I love that kind of collectathon stuff. I have not had a chance to go back because because <laughs> once a review is done, it's like I got to move on to the next game, and I've already moved on to the next game, so. Yeah, that one looks less and less likely as we as we get further removed from Horizon. It seems less likely that I'm ever going to go back and 100% that one. It's also a big download. Um, and so when you got to make constantly make space on your hard drive and like you got to get yeah. get rid of the old and in with the new, like that's like I do one of these days I'm going to delete Gran Turismo 7 and go, "Why did I do that?" Like I can't delete Gran Turismo 7 like ever, I don't think. Like I I, <laughs> I do have like a 2 terabyte uh, hard drive sitting around here for my PS5 that I need to install. I got to find time to do that. I know it doesn't take long, but I got to do it. Yeah. Now, the, the other thing I want to say about it with regards to the price, yeah, um, forty bucks. Does it feel more like a thirty dollar game? Yeah, probably feels a little more like a thirty dollar game. Mm-hmm. But with that said, having played through a significant part of the game, if my key were to go away today and I lose access to it, I'm going immediately and dropping $40 on it. Even having played through a good significant portion of the game, uh, I feel like this is going to be evergreen, just like Rush of Blood. This is a game that I'm going to continue to come back to time and time again throughout the lifespan of this uh, platform. So, uh, yeah, w- while it's easy to criticize and say, 
I'd rather see it at 30 bucks. Um, it's worth 40 to me. And I guess it's going to be an individual decision for most people out there, what they like. Uh, but I'm not mad at them for $40. Yeah. Yeah. I knew today was going to be a divisive day and the comments have been all over the place. Uh, and the, the crazy part is, Wes, I don't know how many of the comments that disagree with me saying that I either liked it too much or I didn't like it enough. <laughs> you know what I mean? And most of the people, criticism, most of the criticism coming from people who haven't played it yet. That's the question probably. is like who, who out there is criticizing, you know, our thoughts on it and, and haven't even played it yet. Um, so that's, that's, I, I think, I think that's what I'm sort of waiting for. It's like seeing, okay, once people actually get their hands on this thing, once people actually experience it, like when it, I think if, I think if I was scared by this game, the way that I was scared by Russia blood, Dude, I would have been drooling today. I would have been like, this is the same as I don't love it, man. Like, I love horror. And if you succeed at scaring me, like, I'm going to be all about this game. As I was so frequently during the PSVR 1 generation, right? Was Paranormal Activity uh, uh, The Lost Soul or, uh, God, what else? <laughs> like, um, Don't Knock Twice. I mean, there were a bunch of, like, just kind of, like, very short three-hour horror games on PSVR 1 that, like, weren't terribly good but they managed to scare me. And I was like, and that's what I'm looking for when I play a horror game, right? If this game had managed to scare me, I would have been drooling all over it. But the core, uh, but the core gameplay mechanics here are solid. And so, you know, like I do, I, I'm, if you look at my collection, if you see what's on top of this bookshelf right here, it's big box PlayStation two gun con games, right? It's vampire night. It's time crisis Two, time crisis three, a samurai, Night Samurai, what the fuck is it called? Ninja Assault. God damn it, Ninja Assault. Like these light gun shooters are my bread and butter. I love these games so much, and so here we are. We get another one. That's and yeah. that's the end. Of and the there's story some. For me. Uh, the The gameplay loop is solid. The sound is very good. The, some of the set pieces are awesome. Like I love the uh, the diner that you drive by. Uh, the church I mentioned. I thought that was really cool. And even in that church level, there's like. If you take one of the left-hand paths, there's like this, uh, I don't know, the, this circle, a prayer circle or a seance mm -hmm. or whatever where they're levitating this body. That was really cool. Um, there, there's a lot of these moments, right, that uh, are going to stick with you for a while. So while that might not have you hiding under your chair, there's certainly some cool horror aesthetic going on here that uh, that I enjoyed. And as always, you know, I, I don't. I never want to sit up here and say I'm right and you're wrong. That's never been how Without Parole has ever worked. It's never how I operate. Uh, always want to hear everybody's thoughts about the games once they've had their, you know, gotten their hands on it uh, and put their head into the headset and tried it out for themselves. I want to hear your thoughts about it in the comments. So please come back here once you've uh, once you've had a chance to play it and, and let us know uh, if you agree with us. So that's it. That's it. That's it. But we can't end the show just by saying that's it, Wes. We're going to play a little game of PSVR 20 questions. Uh, hopefully I'm the host this week because I didn't tell you that you were the host. So I picked a game. Uh, guys, if you don't know how this works, uh, then, oh, my God, B-Tribble in the chat says, when will Dead Storm Pirates come to PSVR? Oh, for the love of God, please let it happen soon. I love <laughs> Dead Storm Pirates so much. Man, like gun shooters are the best. This is a, a genre we cannot let die. Um. If you guys don't know how this works, I picked a game uh, at random. 
PSVR, maybe PSVR 2 game. I don't know. And, uh, and, and you guys out there in the West have 20 yes or no questions and only six minutes on the clock to figure out what game I'm thinking of. The question is, are you ready? <laughs> I'm, I guess I'm pretty ready. Yeah. Uh, I would assume. I'm ready for a nap, dude. Like you don't even know. <laughs> like I tried to. Take I'm ready to play more Switchback. Uh, I'm ready to play more Switchback, but I have to go play uh, uh, Before Your Eyes now. I can't shoot anything in that game. It's a, it's a sad story. Or can you? No, you can't. <laughs> Sorry. All right, man. Let's do this. On your mark, get Des go. Uh, is this game a rail shooter? No. That would have been easy. Okay. Huh? Yeah, it would have been real easy. I had yeah. to, I had to eliminate it right yeah. off the top. Mm-hmm. Uh, is this game um, announced for PSVR two? Uh, yes. Is this game released on PSVR two? No. Mm. Uh, <laughs> is this game um, interesting way to narrow it down? I like this. Uh, is this game from a known franchise? Uh, no. Okay. All right. So let's see here. Announced for PSVR 2, not out on PSVR 2. Uh, is it a shooter? I mean, there's a lot of shooting, yeah. There's a lot of shooting. Um, not from a franchise. Um, is it a rhythm game? No. Wait a minute. Pistol Whip's already out. Um, let's see here. Not from a known franchise. There's a lot of shooting. Uh, is it a sequel? No. No. Okay. Uh, has the developer done other PlayStation VR games? No. Is it a military shooter? No. It's not a military shooter. Okay. That eliminates Crossfire. Um, hmm. I'm going to start looking at that. No, it's not a sequel, so it can't be Firewall. Um, is this game out on PlayStation VR 1? Yes. That is, I, I'm not even going to count that because that is a rule of the game. The game has to be out. It has to be out on PSVR 1, so like a PSVR 2 exclusive doesn't... No, no, no. It just has or, to be out, period. It has to be out, period. Right. And okay, so it was either um, out on PSVR 2 or PSVR 1, and so... And you already knew it was not on PSVR 2, so I'm not going to count that. Okay, okay. Fair enough, fair enough. Is it a zombie shooter? It is a zombie shooter. Hmm, is it co-op multiplayer? It is co-op multiplayer. Is it developed by Candy Makers? (laughs) It is developed by Candy Makers. Ryan, is this game Survive or Survive V3? That's exactly what this game is, Wes. Survive. Dude, I cannot wait to pull this game on PSVR 2 because the PSVR 1 port was rough, rough, rough. And I get, to, and I don't think it was designed for two people because me and AJ were struggling to get the job done uh, by ourselves. I think with four people, these these missions would be a little bit easier. Yeah, uh, it's a good game. Um, it's janky. It's janky on PC, man, so I wouldn't get my hopes up too high. Uh, but it's still a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun with friends. It's that proper Arizona Sunshine sequel um, with a lot of the same problems that Arizona Sunshine had, but a lot of problems that it didn't have, like um, 
I love how big the maps are. I love how explorable they are. And uh, the arsenal is absolutely massive, a lot of room for upgrading. So it does a lot of stuff that Arizona Sunshine doesn't, but it does most of the stuff that you like about Arizona Sunshine, if that makes sense. Yes. Yes. I love exploring in this game. I love that. I love that you just have like these open maps. Like it just was like, wow, why, why don't we have more games like this? Uh, definitely a big undertaking for candy makers to, to even make a game like this. It's, it's a lot going on here for such a small team. Interested, interested to see what they're going to be able to do with the, the haptics and triggers. And if they use that stuff properly to make a, the, the best version of the game. All, all I really want <laughs> from, from this game, because uh, I don't mind the little jank, I just I just want to not have to wonder what buttons do, because it's like especially on uh, with the move controllers, like you got to push a button to move and you got to push a button to turn. That's fine, I'm used to that. But when it's also like push this button to do that and that button to do this and this button to do that, and you can bring your inventory up with this, but you can only take stuff out of your inventory with this. But like it was just too much. It didn't seem to make sense with the move controllers. Uh, so hopefully, like whatever control scheme they settle on with the sense controllers is just a little bit more intuitive. That's all I ask. Yeah. That's all I ask. I don't don't want to be crouching when I want to open my inventory. (laughs) Yeah. I think it's likely, it's likely that it's going to be a little bit more intuitive uh, with, you know, thumbsticks and and buttons and stuff. So yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I think shapeshifters behind you because it sounds, sounds like after the fall to me. (laughs) Nope. Uh, Jay Meow in the chat. What up, Jay? With the five dollar tip, says your switchback review and TFGE. What the hell is TFGE review? Hmm. I'm trying to think. What would that be? The. I mean, I only. I don't know. I've only reviewed four things, and, and none of them are are this. Uh, he says, our, our while always trust this channel, no matter your hype or lack of hype, you'll judge every game fairly. I'm, I don't know, man. Like, I appreciate you saying that, but like, you know, we're all humans, no. you know, like we're, we're all humans. We're all victim to the hype machine. You know, while I was playing, uh, while I was playing I mean, a lot of games, actually, I can point to a lot of different games that I was playing and just kind of like in disbelief that I'm like, ah, oh, no, this, this game can't be as bad as I think it is. Or, you know, it's just, you, you fall victim to hype. Like we're, we're all human beings and, that, and that's just how we operate. Uh, or, you know, vice versa. Like you just absolutely love something. Um, just because it's like, I don't know, man, Dude, I, I'm super tired right now. So I apologize for kind of like just, uh, for being like this, but, uh, but, but, but thank you guys. I really appreciate the support. And I really appreciate that everybody understands that. Like, we're not infallible. Like we make mistakes and we, and we obviously just do our best to inform you guys and give you the information you need to make the decision. You, I'm not, I'm never going to tell someone they should buy a game or not. I'm just going to tell somebody what I thought of the game and that's the best we can hope for. Yeah. A victim of its own hype. We, we, we've seen this time and time and time and time and time again, when, when something is so heavily hyped up, uh, any, any criticism of it, uh, is amplified because people didn't expect any any bad, you know, and that's never the case. There's always room for improvement with, with games or hardware, and uh, yeah. So I, I would I would um, I would advise people to you know listen when, when when you're watching a review, watch and listen carefully to all of it, and, and try not to uh, you know uh, focus too much on the positive or the negative because. 
Um, every game has both. For sure. Uh, Hookedworm17, the hashtag GameCat with the $5 tip, says, double question. He's getting a lot for his tip. He says, uh, when you see less than stellar PSVR 2 graphics, can you assume that there's no foveated rendering? Also, hybrid game mods, question mark, hold Sony accountable. Uh, okay, let's take the second part first. The whole hybrid game thing, like, it's going to take some time, right? Because developers need to see that there's a point in making games for VR, for PSVR 2, need to see that the thing is selling, and also there's going to be a little bit of Sony having to get in there and be like, hey, we'll give you some money to bring this thing over to PSVR 2, like, and maybe help them out, show them what's up. Uh, but the first question is, when you see stellar, see less than stellar PSVR 2 graphics, can you assume no foveated rendering? Dude, I think I think this all comes down to the talent of the team and on top of that, how much time or resources they've had to commit to their project, right? Some, sometimes things just, you have to meet a deadline. And so certain things like graphics and polish are usually the last thing to really get the attention that they need. And so, uh, and so I think when you see less than stellar graphics, that's what happened. They had to meet a deadline and, uh, and, and, and hopefully those studios are big enough and, and, um, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know the right word. Like they're hopefully they're capable of doing the right thing enough to make sure that we do eventually get the product that was promised or the product that we expected. Um, I wouldn't say no yeah, foveated rendering. I would say that uh, with regards to the eye tracking based dynamic foveated rendering, mm -hmm. uh, this is a very new technology and it's not something that you just flip a switch and turn on. Um, I know from talking to developers that want to implement this into their game uh, that it, it can break stuff. Yeah. You know, it can break, break things in the game uh, visually speaking, cause weird glitches and artifacts that weren't there. And again, uh, this, this is something that developers are going to get better at over time and, and learn how to implement uh, a little bit more. So we can't just assume that they, they just didn't do it out of not wanting to put the, the time into implementing it. Um, there's a little more to it than that. So uh, while I do expect that this is something we're going to see utilized more and more over time, uh, we're, we're still in the first month here, so I, I wouldn't get too bent out of shape about it with any of these titles. Yeah, I think that's I think that's definitely the right mentality. Wes is uh, like the fact that the fact that the launch titles we got were so good and so uh, good looking, uh, and you know, despite maybe there being an issue here, an issue there, somebody sees ghosting here or the anti or an anti-aliasing problem there. It's like these are launch games, man. Like I, I've never seen a launch go nearly as well as this did um i mean <laughs> i guess it depends on exactly uh what your stance was but with me personally i put my headset on i absolutely loved it a lot of the games were mind-blowing and uh and man I, and i've been constantly impressed ever since um and so and so yeah so the fact that we even did that well is pretty impressive uh give these developers some time we were absolutely going to see uh I, Wes is right. Uh, developers have mentioned to me as well before that, like, just saying this game doesn't use foveated rendering is not the answer, or saying that they should they should use foveated rendering and eye tracking. That's not the answer. Like, it's or it's not the easy answer. You don't just flip a switch. So, uh, you know, give give everybody some time, and let's and let's hope that we end up with some 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 really stellar titles, and that the ones that aren't so stellar get updated as necessary. Uh, 
Um, I think we got another tip here from, sorry, scrolling back. Uh, Anthony, get in my belly. GameCat Wilkins with a $20 tip. <laughs> Says, uh, anyone else dropping guns constantly in Tales from the Galaxy's Edge? Dropping guns constantly th- in Tales? I had this problem, um, not specifically with uh, this game, but with all uh, games the first week that I had my PlayStation VR 2. The grip grip button is a little less clicky and uh, feels more uh, of just a part of the the actual grip. And it takes a little getting used to. Um, But at this point, I have gotten used to it, and it's much less of a problem now than it was then. Interesting. Yeah, I, no problem. Uh, no problem for me. I, yeah, I mean, I, I think I think I probably need to know more information about why you were dropping them if it's if it's not um, what Wes is talking about. But yeah, no problem. And uh, and honestly, after you use them for you know a couple minutes, you want to toss one and grab another one anyway because those things definitely have uh, limited ammo capacity. You're not running around finding ammo clips. But yeah, that doesn't excuse whatever problem you're having. It's obviously there's something going on there. Uh, so have you figured it out? Oh, uh, Ace Phil says, yes, there's a toggle you can turn on. Okay. Yeah, that's true. I think th- it's funny cause somebody else mentioned something in the comments about, uh, only being able to turn with their controller, right. And not, and not just with the analog stick or whatever way you're facing that kind of stuff, uh, with the headset and th- all those options are there, uh, in, in the, uh, in, in the options menu for star Wars tales from the galaxy's edge. Um, they give you quite a bit of control over how you play that game. Uh, so yeah, if you're having trouble, maybe check that out, see what happens. So yeah. All right, dude, let's get out of here. Uh, you've got a bunch of stuff to do tonight and I've got a bunch of sleeping to do tonight before I get onto my next game for review. Uh, but thank you guys so much for, for, uh, for hanging out and being here. Um, thank you to everybody who helps the channel run. Obviously, Jay Meow, who gets this thing up on podcast services of your choice. Thank you so much for making us so successful over on Spotify. Um, Sci-Fi Game Cat Henry gets all the timestamps into this sucker after the fact. Obviously, all the mods who, I mean, like without them, this whole place would just be in flames. I swear. But I love them so much. Uh, thank you to everybody who supports us on Patreon. Thank you to everybody who joined us uh, here as a YouTube member, despite the fact that we still haven't told you what benefits you get from that. We will eventually, I promise. Um, thank you to everybody who uh, hangs out in the chat, tips during the chat, buys me pizza. I love you so much. Uh, and thank you, everybody, who sits back and watches the show and doesn't say a goddamn word. We know you're out there, and we love you just as much. Happy West Day, Wes. Happy West Day, Brian. Let's get out of here. VR wonders in the chat with the 18 A E D. We're just going to go with Titan A E. Uh, thank you for the 18 Titan AEs. That DVD is getting cheaper every single day. Thank you for supplying me with my daily quota. He goes, it's me, Miha. No Man's Sky is amazing in PSVR 2. I have already 65 hours in it. That's good to hear. I've heard somebody say recently that it still looks like a PSVR 1 game. Have you jumped into No Man's Sky yet, Wes, on PSVR 2? No. No, but I have heard a lot of criticism of it um, myself. People saying that they should have uh, stuck with their plan to delay this and uh, work a little bit more on it 
um, visually. Uh, but no, I haven't checked it out myself um, just yet. Yeah, same. Uh, and it actually mostly came from AJ. AJ has, has sort of been singing a different tune lately, being like, oh, no, it's actually not as bad as I thought it was. But I think he's definitely just been like, oh, right. You know, I got used to this. So, uh, well, I, yeah, I, I will say this uh, with regard to No Man's Sky. Um, I've played more of it on PC than I did on, on PlayStation VR for visual reasons. Mm-hmm. But even on uh, PC with a strong graphics card, it's still not perfect. Like that, that's a very taxing game to run. And it's not going to look the same in VR as it does on a, on a flat panel. It's just not. So people need to adjust their expectations. I feel like even though the, there are times that it looks absolutely beautiful. Um, there are other times where like maybe a, uh, a, a storm's coming through or something and that, that, you know, it gives it a little too much to handle and it doesn't exactly look all that great. Yeah, Waffy's in the chat says no man's sky on PSVR two is better than on steam in my opinion. And I have a 4090. Wow. So yeah. Um, that's, dude, so I just to, <laughs> just to be clear, I, the, the negative stuff I've heard isn't the reason I haven't jumped in. Uh, I haven't jumped in because there's so many PSVR two games, uh, but but I'm definitely looking forward to getting in there eventually. Um, so yeah, wait, what's the? Uh, just let me know when you, when when you want to do that. Maybe we we do it together because our stance on this game <laughs> is very similar, right? Like yeah. we have the same opinion of it, so it, it would be good to have a conversation about it whenever we do decide to. Uh, roll back into it for sure for sure yeah I'd lo- I, I would love to uh and, and you know while we're at it film a why we love episode because those things definitely need to come back um, while we kind of like no man's sky <laughs> <laughs> why we kind of like all right everybody enjoy your night definitely leave some comments in the chat below let us know what your thoughts on switchback vr are once you've played it yourself we love you so very much we'll see you on discord don't forget to click the link in the description below and join us over there good night everybody